in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast coming to you live from the vendor loft here at the Panic Film Festival here at Screenland Armor. Panic Fest, how are our festers doing tonight? All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, My name is Greg Gee. I'm Genius McGee. And we would like to welcome all of you to the fifth Panic Fest Film Festival, celebrating exciting and new genre filmmaking and filmmakers for you, the most deserving audience I can think of. All the scary kids. I love it. This is so much fun. Panic Fest is so fucking fun in a bun. There's such a lovely, unique, eclectic crowd, including mm. a little, like, brand new born baby at one of the vendor tables. Yes, uh, who's adorable. And so I'd like to think we're kind of working into his eventual corruption. Right. So we should... <laughs> pro- <laughs> so we'll probably have to keep it clean. Uh, but before we get going with everything, uh, I would like to go ahead and thank Adam Roberts and uh, Tim Casey Canton mm-hmm. for putting, number one, letting us uh, podcast, but also for organizing... This entire fest, Panic Film Festival. So yeah, without those two, this wouldn't, this wouldn't be exist. Here. So yeah. before, yeah, before all of that, I want to make sure we get into that. And then secondly, um, how many of you have actually listened to our podcast, or at least familiar with it in a somewhat sense? One okay. person. All One right. person. That is two good. Two people. Yeah. So I want to just throw this out that we are not necessarily a comedic podcast. That is going to happen tomorrow night with the last podcast on the left. Okay. So we don't necessarily give the funnies. Uh, intentionally. Inten- well, that's your job, my friend. That is your job. But rather than go with the funny, we thought we would go with the feelies. In this case, this is the fifth year of the Panic Film Festival. And we are nerds of nostalgia hosting Nightmare Junket, so we thought we would go back in time a little bit and see some cool stuff about Panic Fest Pass. The ghosts of Panic Fest Pass. Very much so. In fact, it's going to be very much a Wayne's World when we decide. Yes. And I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. Let's see who the real villain of Panic Fest is. Buck Flowers! Goddamn kids getting all worked up and riled up and shit. If only Buck Flowers did appear uh, this year. But no, what we decided to do was to actually look back at the five-year history of the Panic Film Festival mm-hmm. and kind of reminisce on some of our favorite films that have shown, the ones that have kind of grown legs. Right, and that, that have moved on have moved on beyond just you know yeah. sh- uh, showcasing at a film festival and then also talk about some of our favorite experiences because let's the face it is right here well when you have the goth gangster princess in the house you know it's going to be that kind of a party Holla. what's up jill so that no. means <laughs> yo what's up it's and up. then also if we if we get through the panic film festive memories we also want to look at some of our favorite horror films yeah and if you guys want to play the home game play along at home uh-huh we have some cool talking points kind of like we do at our monday mystery movie nights so so i want you to think about your favorite horror films or films from 1977, 1987, 1997, and 2007. If you don't know where, whether well, don't worry. I did the homework for you, and I'll list off some top ones for you guys. So. Speaking of top ones or top men, let's put that in the middle there. Yes. So again, mentioned that we are five years into the Panic Film Festival. Uh-huh. Going back, starting. So let's picture. The United States back in 2013. A, a simpler time. A more innocent time. Back when the press wasn't on target. Back when you could speak freely. Back before we were in the Orwellian dystopian 1984. Right. Four legs. Good. Dude. Oh, that's Animal Farm. I got, my, yeah, I got my Orwells mixed up. Don't get your allegories mixed up, man. We don't want to get intellectual here. So, uh, but no, I, we don't burger, get... Burger, burger, fart, fart, wiener. All right. We don't get political on the podcast. But, you know, 2013 was a simpler time and I'm gonna I'm going to admit right up now because uh-huh. I don't want to necessarily be a poser of the podcast I didn't fucking go to Panic Fest 2013 neither I did I. I it wasn't like I didn't want to it's just I didn't go I so. wasn't aware of it because I was stuck in my cave basically you know not necessarily going <laughs> Nerd, out Nerd Holla Nerd yeah. Holla was still on in, in, in its infancy so let me ask really quickly were any of you present for 2013 Panic Fest I heard a woo in the back all the way. Oh, okay. The, the, the Kaufmans, of course. Tom the Kaufmans. Much, much, much love. Much love to Tom Cotton. But it's interesting because the reason that we're kind of looking at this in terms of we're looking at where Panic Fest started and where it's now today. Mm-hmm. Because in terms of the, the films, there were some great films that first year. 
but it didn't really expand because if you look at what we're offering this year, what we offered last year, what there, you know, they there's film fests and podcasts, and we have T-shirts and all sorts of stuff. We Short have, film showcase, video game contest we tournaments, have pins to give away. Right, we got all the kinds kids of cool love shit. the pins, the enamel pins. These kids in the pins, their pin yeah. game is strong, I believe. Oh, so, hell yeah. genius, take us back. What did we show in 2013? In 2013, Panic Fest, starting off, hobo with the shotgun, Jason Eisner. There you go. Uh, the Loved Ones, the remake of Maniac, Crawl, Dollboy, and a fun little movie called Midget Zombie Rampage. Those were seen in 2013. Now, I don't know if you've seen Midget Zombie Rampage, but it's a it's a very fun little uh, romp of rom com thing. No, it's not. It's about. Did you just say a little? With the midget reference, come on, man! I thought you were above that. We're a classy podcast. Come on now. Even real classy, real classy. So, um, did anybody see the remake of the Maniac? Or just Maniac? Maniac, not the. Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it too. Um, Hobo with a shotgun, I like. So Hobo with a weird movie. That's what's really cool with Hobo with a shotgun, though, is that how, in terms of how it became a feature film, is do you guys remember when uh, Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino did the whole Grindhouse double feature? Oh, I saw. Oh, I saw like a frown. Like yeah. Yeah. Can't forget that. Can't unsee that one. But they actually created all these fake trailers. Um, there was uh, Rob Mach- Zombie's Werewolf Women of the SS. M- machete. Machete. Uh-huh. There was Thanksgiving. Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. I will be carved. But also, they then put out this whole contest for people to create their own fake Grindhouse trailer. And, and Hobo with a shotgun, shotgun one of them. it and won that entire contest, and then based on that trailer, they went forward and made the feature-length motion picture. Which is batshit insanity if you've never seen it. it oh, yeah. It's, the movie is way crazier than the name Hobo with a Shotgun. Well, no, no, I mean, the, the picture is what you think it is. It's the pieces of its time, basically. Right. I mean, <laughs> Hobo with a Shotgun, you're not necessarily getting some fine art film. No, 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 no. But you're getting a good movie. You're getting Rutger Howard. Rutger Howard. Right. Come on, you got the, that's the Hitcher. That's Roy Batty. Hitcher with a Shotgun. All done, dude. Yeah, I am in. I am in. There Hitcher with a Shotgun. Panic Fest, are you listening? Or at least we get some producers Hitcher out there. Hitcher with a Shotgun, just saying. But Bloom I would House. say... That Blumhouse Blum mm-hmm. will take it. Yeah. No, that's, I'm Platinum not going to go there. Platinum Dunes. Remake, there you Platinum go. Platinum Dunes, there we but go. But in terms of, I think that's probably between that and Maniac, mm-hmm. That is, those are probably the two that were two, the biggest. Uh, yeah. Because people are familiar with Maniac, they are familiar with Hobo with a Shotgun, mm-hmm. but what I love with Panic Fest, though, is it is giving love to some of these lesser-known films. Yeah. And you we're going to get into those a little bit more, so any other thoughts on 2013 with Panic Fest? Because I wasn't there. You I can't there, right? really have that much to say. 2014, however. Okay, so let's then advance a year to 2014. Mm-hmm. And they did expand the features because initially for Panic Fest 2013, we had one, two, three, four, five, six, six films. Yeah. In 2014, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Aha, we got eight. Yes. That is proof of growth. Aha. Uh-huh. That means that hey, we are a grower, giggity, giggity. not, not a, a shower. shower. Exactly. Unless so, you're your Panic Fest, you're showing and growing. But I really think what's kind of cool with Panic Fest is, number one, again, they are giving you access to all these new upcoming genre films that mm-hmm. you may not have access. And let's face it, it's one thing to see it at home on video on demand. Right. It's one th- and it's another thing to see it in the theater with like-minded individuals because we can watch movies at home all day long. But actually going in there, buying your popcorn, or even better yet, going to a film festival like this. Because this is awesome. This, this whole weekend, it's like Christmas for film Horror film buffs, you know? Or just genre it's, film in yeah, general. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. So it, it, it's fantastic to actually see these in a theater the way they're meant to be seen. Mm-hmm. And so in 2014, we got quite a few here. And also, just in terms of kind of getting, I went off track there, not only do you get to see really cool into, uh, up-and-coming films, but they also will show all these cool all-retro films. Yeah. Uh, in fact, tonight, there is a 30-year... 30 30 anniversary of Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Panic Fest has such sights to show you. Yes, we do. And so they also interweave a lot of those retro films in along with the new ones. And mm-hmm. then in 2014, we got that first taste. Yeah. Because we got some of the new stuff. Let's look into the new stuff here. Okay, so we got 24 Exposures. Which sounds like... It, it was dirty. Was it? Okay. It was it's a dirty an, film. And Artie... You, you, yeah. There are boobs on the screen, right. but it's cool. Yeah, it's okay because like it's artistic boobs. 
So, like, yeah. Finn came up at the end. Yeah. So that works. That works. Like, Don't cry for me. I'm already dead. So uh, thank you, Simpsons. <laughs> uh, here comes the devil. Yeah, here comes the devil, which, which is really, which is really, really good. No, let me ask you this also. Again, 2014. Oh, you I were here. here. This is my. First so you year. are now my yes. avatar. Yes, yes. You are out in the world. I'm a big blue Smurf. Coming yeah. back and reporting back to me. Right. So what else did you see in 2014? Here comes the devil was dope. It was about the Spanish kids that go into a cave and then come back not quite the same. No one ever suspects the Spanish kids. Right. So thank you. That's a pity laugh for a Spanish Inquisition. I appreciate that. <laughs> I was saying. I know she's. <laughs> she's like oh, cool. She's yeah. the one that has the reference and the. Mo- you're our peeps. That's our people out there. Thank you. Hey ladies. Um, let's see. Here. We <laughs> also got and Knights this was, of Badassdom. That now, was so good. Do you know the backstory behind Knights of Badassdom? I don't. Okay, so interestingly enough, this is directed by Joe Lynch, who a huge fan of in terms of his work, and also if you've ever listened to the Movie Crypt podcast, highly recommended. But apparently there was so much behind the scenes, not shenanigans, mm-hmm. but like some legitimately bad underhanded stuff in terms of the production, the edit, that Knights of Badassdom, he says, is not his film. He doesn't disown it per se, but it's not his cut. Huh. Like, it's not a representation of what he was going so for. So it's, it's his uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7. Part 7. Or, yeah. interestingly enough, on that podcast, they talked to Don Coscarelli, who, if you listen to our podcast, you know Don Coscarelli, except for Jill. She was having dinner with him, didn't know it. I love you, Jill. <laughs> uh, but apparently, okay, let me throw this, this title out. Beastmaster. Def- okay, I saw a few nods. Jeez, I thought it was at least getting like a, a bear roll. You Fucking know. Dar, man. Dar, the yeah. ferrets. You know. Apparently, Beastmaster, as much as we all love that film. Well, the two people. Yeah, the two people. <laughs> Kodo and Kodo, Kodo. thank you. Yeah. Thank you. God. And that movie is a little rapey with the tiger and sneaking up on Tanya. Ugh. Ugh, it's a little creepy. But apparently, that is not Don Coscarelli's cut. He actually does not like that version of the Beastmaster. And so hearing that for the first time blew my mind because I, like the two people in the audience, love the Beastmaster. I mean, it's, it's, it's Rip Torn at his scenery-chewing finest. It's a lot of fun. It's fantastic. But apparently then, Joe Lynch has this same kind of concern with Knights of Badassum. It's not his cut. So he's not necessarily as... Which is weird because I liked that movie. And that's I liked Knights of Badassum. That was fun. Yeah. But that's his thing was he was like, I'm not going to then tell someone it's not my cut because they love it just as much as I love Beastmaster, which makes sense. Yeah. But it's one of the... And it's also a heavy metal horror film. Yeah. Yeah, right up your, right up your alley, dude. Um, right up to Deathgasm and Trick or Treat. Damn right. And, and also featuring um, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. And who drinks and knows things. That's what he does. Yeah. I heard of what. Yeah, no. Yeah, this is no, no, no. Peter, Dink- Peter Dinklage plays. It's basically, if you don't know what the movie is, it's about these like LARPers and they go to live a action role players. They go to Renfest and they're just all about it. Well, one of them like you suck as a mage, so he finds a book to like, but it's really spells and he really conjures up a succubus, and so it takes like Peter Dinklage in a ragtag group of LARPers to defeat it. And uh, uh, Liam McPoyle is in it from Always Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gives you an extra reason yeah. to go and check that one out. But no, that one. <laughs> We're going to bang hooahs at the Ren Fest. It's going to be fantastic. There's a, a lot of classy affair. A lot of denim to boil at the uh, Ren Fest <laughs> there. But um, no, that's one of those that it has a really interesting backstory. But it's also one that I'm glad people really uh, drew to. Now, one of the retro screenings was a film that I'm not a big fan of, but I know it has its fan. The genre has mm-hmm. its fans. Hell, where's Gary? Cannibal Holocaust. Q, the oh, I heard a no go. Wow, we've got. I wish we had you guys mic'd because I'm getting these great. Like, so, uh, so, no, so no turtle soup for you tonight, no, I assume. No Let's turtle see. soup for you. No. <laughs> Instead of a soup Nazi, you got a soup cannibal or right? something like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> but that's one I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of. But obviously, but it has its place in the horror love. So uh, Gary and Eli Roth, they love okay, it. So the next movie, Pin Up Dolls on Ice. That movie was great. Has anybody seen Pin Up Dolls on Ice? Ah, there we go. We got it a was few. such a good movie, and the uh, the the creators Jeff and Melissa were here for the screening from the Great White North, and uh, it was just a good old fashioned slasher movie. And the killer named Mo was had the head like the he would do that when he was walking. It was the creepiest sound. You're like, one more time, yeah. I, what is that? Like he would like shiver. Oh, okay. What he did, he would. The, the reason why it's called Pinup Dolls on Ice is because he was a killer that was fascinated with ice. So like he was always cold and shattering, right? Yeah, he was ah. always cold and shattering. So he's like, 
discs like that. And he would like, he would diddle on ice. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird, but it was a really good slasher flick. It was like old school, like 80s slasher. Not that we don't have a drinking game with a podcast, but at this point, anytime one of us mentions the word diddle, or we actually incorporate that within common phrases, right. you should probably take a drink. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. We do not want to... D- no. <laughs> okay. So moving on. Anyway, shout out to Melissa Mirror and Jeff Klein from shout out, uh, Pin Up Girls on Ice. I, told, I pitched them they should make a Golden Girls on Ice. And uh, they liked that idea, but they never went through with it. I think it'd be great. We need to do it until yeah. they are on ice, because then there's oh. going to be an eventual... Yeah, there's a well, cutoff Betty point. White's a Highlander, so she's not going to die anytime soon. She is immortal. Her hands have spilled the blood of kings. In St. Olaf. All right, so moving on. Um, a next old school one was Deep Red, which is a fantastic movie. Has anybody seen Deep Red? There we go. Again, right. in the background. Now, do we consider this, is that a Jallo film? I would think so. Oh, and I'm, am I pronouncing that Giallo? correctly? Jallo, Jallo, Gallo. Italian horror. Italian horror. <laughs> Not the Italian ice. Jallo? Jallo. Jallo is a Jallo. Somebody sleep Jallo. No, Take okay. a drink. <laughs> the Cosby Willow has appeared. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the co- the Cosby's out. This Cosby seal has been broken. Pudding pops for everybody in Kodak film. <laughs> Have a drink, everybody. We'll see you in the morning. Okay, so moving on. Moving on. Moving, moving on. on. Moving on. The next movie was Almost Human. Ah, yes. Joe Bega's Almost yes, Human. Which was a really good kick on the sci-fi genre. I liked it. I like Joe Big a lot. Uh, his last film, uh, Mind's Eye, if you haven't seen that. So, uh, Almost Human is a take on the alien abduction theme, which, I'll be honest, that stuff scares me to know it. Not necessarily the probing. The probing right? no, no, I, you know what? I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a 40-year-old man. I, the probing is probably good for me at this point. Yeah, at least they can, oil, Exactly. Know. Let right. me know how I'm doing. You're a couple but torques low. It's the... <laughs> I think it's quite honestly, though, it's just the idea of that helplessness, man. Mm-hmm. And the, the, now he doesn't necessarily go into that because he's a gonzo filmmaker. He's going to make shit that is just gory. It was weird body horror slimy. It was a slimy movie, which was cool because I like slimy alien movies. It's a throwback. and You, you don't want them to come in peace. You just want them to... Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. But you do get a lot of throwbacks uh, at the Panic Film Fest. In fact, this year we have a few throwback films, which we'll get into. So the and last one from the last 2014 one was, was Rays with Zoe Bell, which is an awesome movie. Now, uh, Zoe Bell. Netflix. If Zoe, you don't know who Zoe Bell is, she yeah. was the girl that was on top of the roof in Death Proof. That Grindhouse, that Grindhouse film. Movie. Yeah. Um, it was basically about this organization that kidnapped women to fight them for them to fight each other to see who the ultimate victim was. And it was all about empowerment. So that's the new presidential was, cabinet, correct? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right, and again, yeah, right. political. <laughs> Sorry. We don't get political, but we do. But we all do. right. <laughs> so if you haven't checked it out, it is on Netflix. I highly recommend it, especially if you like a bunch of like people kicking each other's ass. Could we call this a Netflix nasty? It is a Netflix nasty. There we it go. It's a highly recommended Netflix nasty. I really enjoy it. It's really good. It's good, like people beating the shit out of each other. Two men enter, one man leave. Because it's a fight to the death. But it's two women. Two women enter. Yeah, break, bust the deal, spin the wheel. There so we go. It's really good. Well, uh, then that leads that, us to 2015. Yep. Now, well, this was the, here for 2015 Panic Fest. Few of you, excellent. Yeah, cool, there we cool. go. There yeah, we go. There we now, go. this was actually my first time as well. So, thankfully, 2015 was very gentle. Mm-hmm. They looked me in the eyes the entire time. Jeez, I had okay. a wonderful, okay. wonderful experience. I had some, like, uh, some Enya in the background. It was great. But this was also, I think, in terms of the explosion of Panic Fest, in terms of the sheer amount of films we had. Because mm-hmm. we went from eight in 2014 to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen films. Yeah. In 2014, so they damn they doubled in size. Mm-hmm. Okay, so not only again do you get some first-rate, first-run films, but we got some retro hits as well. Yes, a lot now, of good retro hits too. So the first one on your list, Wormwood, the uh, Road North, of the Road to the Dead, Road to the Dead, basically uh, the Australian zombie movie. Anybody see that one? Yeah. Wormwood. Yeah. Now I that one, it. I liked that movie. It was weird, it was, but it was trying to like we go kill these zombies and turn them into petrol. Basically, it was. It, and that's what it did give a new take yeah. on the zombie genre, which yeah. I appreciated. Yeah, use the use zombies for gas, which uh, you don't uh, see too. And it no. also had functional the, zombies, form and function. It also had the Aboriginal guy from uh, yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Uh huh. Right, Mick. 
which is pretty wonderful. Now, the next film that we have up here. The next film is Wolf Cop. And <laughs> we, you hear people scream Wolf Cop, and we'll get into why we're hearing a lot of Wolf Cop later. But Wolf Cop has, for me, a very infamous history. It's going to be on your tombstone. It is. I mean, it, it is. literally it's, it is. You and can't escape it. We'll, but, you know. we'll, we'll talk about Wolf Cop later. Okay, we'll save we'll that one for later. We'll talk about Wolf Cop later. Um, next one, Ejecta. I didn't see Ejecta. I didn't see Ejecta. Okay, this may... Ejecta? The, no, no. Oh, that's okay. not good. That's so, moving on. Moving, moving on. I'm sure Ejecta was fantastic. Great genre film. We I, were just idiots. I, another one I didn't see, Dark Summer. Anybody see Dark Summer? I remember a cruel summer, Bananarama, was cruel, it a like cruel summer. Was a remaking, reimagining. Uh, well, she is your Venus, your desire. Your desire, my yeah. fire, indeed. Yeah. Uh-huh. Moving on. Dark was the night. I love this movie. Dark was the night was so good. I thought it was a fantastic creature movie. And one thing I've always said, we need more monster movies in horror. I mean, I love the old school monsters. This was great. It had um, Kevin Durant from The Strain. So he's also that guy. He's that guy. He has such a, a, a distinct look, almost like a Robert Zadar. Uh, but he's got I these. I wouldn't go as far as calling. No, no, no. Zadar. But he's got these, these, these like soulless eyes, the devil's eyes, <laughs> like a doll's <laughs> eyes. Uh, but he's also uh, uh, in Lost. Uh, he was the blob in that horrible Wolverine Origins movie. He was. Yeah, he was. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Bullshit. No, I'm no. Go to the IMDb. You'll I, see okay, it. Okay, okay. You'll I'll see it to be true. It. I'll take your word for it. But no, this was a rad monster movie. No, it was great. And, and it's on Netflix. So it is a, check it out. And it is on Netflix nasty, but it's also, um, I think one of the things that we always like and we enjoy and we appreciate on the podcast, and I don't know if you guys necessarily as horror fans, but the slow burn of a film. Yeah, it was very X-Filean. Yes, it was. It was very That's X-Filean That's a very movie. good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. Except with a big ass badass. With a big ass monster. Instead yeah. of, uh, yeah. Instead of Scully. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Diddler. Uh, no, that's Mulder. Um, all right, moving on. Backcountry. Anybody see that one? No. Backcountry. Backcountry. Not backcountry. 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 I'm moving, not familiar. Okay, moving on. I guess moving on. Phantasm, that thing about horror cons. That was a lot of fun. I missed that one. I wanted to see okay, that so one. I, I missed that one. This is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I didn't see it at Panic Fest, but I did catch it on video on demand. <laughs> so I'm kind of like the, the charlatan. I know, exactly. <laughs> Philistine. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Ooh, I can't wait for puberty, guys. Uh, pork chops and applesauce. That sounds slow. The broad bomb will work. Okay, so, no, but it's a lot of fun, and it's truly, it really kind of hits to the heart of what makes us fans. What, 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 hold on, what are you laughing at? You fucking the broad bomb better work, Donlinger. Uh, Donlinger. Uh, but no, and then, uh, interestingly enough, though, if you, was that also the year that they did Phantasm with the PH? No, 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 no that no, was the Arts no, and Crafts. that was the Arts and Crafts. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay, moving on. Jennifer, help us. I'm not, that's not a name of a movie. I'm asking for someone named Jennifer to help us. No, um, anybody see that one? Moving on. Moving on. The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Okay, now the Poughkeepsie Tapes, this movie came out in 2007 and it's a fucked up movie. Um, basically, they find, these, they find these tapes about this serial killer who left and he's like, he does horrible things. But there was a scene in it that just made well, hold me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, let me preface this story. How many of you have seen uh, Scorsese's remake of Cape Fear? A few of you at least. Okay, so let me, let me take you back to the scene where Robert De Niro is ruining everyone's uh, time at a movie theater when he is guffawing <laughs> and smoking and just being that guy you don't want in a movie theater, okay? <laughs> ruining everyone's experience, making everyone uncomfortable. No one likes this guy. That was me. Please continue, Gene. That was me. So there was a scene in it, and I don't know what it was. I think because like, I was half drunk, and it was already like... 12:30 at night where I was kind of slap happy. Well, there's this really brutal scene and somehow somehow it just it just tickled me. And when I get tickled and I can't stop it, I have this very <laughs> I have this very loud boisterous sinister laugh and I could not stop it and it kept getting worse and worse and worse and and the scenes kept getting more violent and gory and, and very depraved and I was like I'm shocked at what I'm seeing but I couldn't help and so I'm sitting there like ha <laughs> ha 
the whole time, and I felt like a fucking monster. You, yo, you are a cinema monster. Did he ruin anyone's screening by any chance? Can we like hold him accountable for this? <laughs> Please do something, you know. Just okay, but no, that's and that's also kind of a, is it more of a take on like a found footage? And all? It's a found footage. Okay, it's a, from the eyes of a serial killer. Okay, interestingly, um, the next one, the next <laughs> one I love, the next movie. What we do in the shadows? Did anybody see that one? That was so good, wasn't it? It was. We are werewolves, not swearwolves. Yeah, it was a great movie, wasn't From it? From the opening shot, when he's just smiling, that little sheepish grin, uh-huh. just like, "Hey, guy," I was so sucked in. And I, I, and when he met, when he found that his girl, oh, when she was like a hundred years old, I was like, "Oh, that's so sad." He still loves her. It, it had so the vapors, cute. man. It right? wasn't. It was sweet. It was saccharine. It was, it it was, was horrific. There was great practical gore. When it he's was putting, funny. When he's, putting, when he's like about, when he's like, "Come over to my house," and then he puts like. Newspaper down first. What are you doing? Oh, no, nothing at all. Keep, keep drinking your drink. And so yeah, no. it's it's fantastic. It's funny. It's we did an episode of Nerds and Nostalgia on it. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't even think it was nerd. No, it was definitely nerds. It was at the nerds. Time. Time. Yeah. yeah, but no, it's it's worthy of your rewatch. And the guy that directed it is actually directing the Thor Ragnarok movie. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah, rad. Thor fan I know that's the fantastic. I love. Geeks in the in the house. Okay, yep. so from what we do in the shadows, a new up and coming film, we have two retro ones, uh-huh. and this one, I, I don't think if you they this actually one's sleazy. It's a, and it's sleazy and it's weird because it's a cartoon and it's sleazy. And I saw this way back in the day on HBO and I saw it as a cartoon and then the stuff happens in this particular film and it just made... Then you became a man that day. Yeah, because there's nothing like animated boobs on screen. We, of course, are talking about heavy metal. Call it heavy metal. Call mm-hmm. it heavy metal noise. Uh, highly recommended, uh, but it's it is a dirty film ba- based. She's walking at the razor's edge. Sorry, <laughs> that's quite good, a little Brian Johnson there. But no, it's definitely one of those films you watch it for the first time, especially growing up. You do feel dirty because this you is. You don't see you never seen cartoons that dirty before. No, no. I mean John Candy cartoon and with Eugene Levy cartoon, and they're snorting coke off the bottom of a spaceship. So, yeah. It's wonderful. It's, it's yeah. a family film. Definitely check it out. Uh, and then the second retro one we had, and this was interesting because, again, this is a genre film festival. It mm-hmm. is primarily horror, but you definitely get cool genre stuff. And this is, like, one of the greatest revenge films of all time. But probably some people don't see it as a revenge film. But, of course, The Wrath of Khan! Khan! So. Yeah. Rick with Ricardo Mandelbaum. With that fine Corinthian leather, man. Ooh, and sh- too sexy. I don't know if it's a chest piece or not, but whatever he is rocking. It's a merkin. It's a chest merkin. Just it's a hairless chest merkin is what was going on, but it's fantastic because from Linnea Quigley. It's All right. Um. <laughs> hey, good call. Good call with the shirt. I like that. <laughs> and then ha! There we go. I heard that in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Erica's just thanks, laughing Erica. Laugh. Thank, thanks, Erica. And thanks. then going back with three <laughs> current ones here, we have uh, Billy, Billy Club. Club, which was really good. It was an old school slasher, and it was funny as hell. It was like an '80s fun slasher, almost like it. Canon Films could have released yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, then we have ah, the Astron editor. Six, who the, are our buddies from Astron Six, who are getting some actually this weekend with the Void. With the yeah. Void, yeah. This was their their tribute to Jallo films. Mm-hmm. And if you ever seen the editor, it is. Amazingly great if you like the Ajala movies, and it stars the either the prettiest ugly woman or the ugliest pretty woman you're ever gonna see, and that's um, Paz de la. Paz de la. Oh, she is. She. she she's. She's kind of got that android feel to her, where I'm not sure if she's a real human being and if I should be attracted to her. Right. There's like, like a Blade a, like, Runner. Like, 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 a, like a sex spot that's not quite built right. You know, it's. It's not like she's not quite done. I mean, it's because she's, she's beautiful. She's beautiful, but there's something like you can engage you with it, you know? but you might be right. memberless coming back. Right, you she's know, crazy. Because if you've ever seen Nurse 3D with her in it, she's, she's crazy. She's fantastic, but no, she's fantastic in that one. And then lastly, a little documentary action. Uh huh. The Lost Souls, which was the weird tale of Doctor Monroe. M- Monroe. Doctor. I can't talk to you. Doctor Monroe. Doctor Monroe. Yes. The whole documentary on the building of that weird ass movie. Which Val Kilmer, Marlon Brando, the little weird midgety guy. Yes. From Midget Zombie Rampage. I don't know if he is, but let's just say he is. Making his triumphant return to Panic Film Fest. Right. 
So that was 2014 and, or 2015, and it was like I said, that was my first time coming to this. It was a blast. Didn't know what to expect because it was basically my first film festival. But um, let's talk a little bit about Wolf Cop and the experience. Do you want to do or that, or do you want to do that when we talk about the experiences? Okay, let's yeah, because well, okay, so let's go into 2016 because okay. we were here for that one as well. Yes, we actually 2016. Not only were we here, but this was our first time doing the podcast here, and we I didn't get a chance to see a lot of these movies because I was. Doing the show, and we were busy. We're, we're busy. But we did have the chance to corrupt a 16-year-old girl, so yes, we will we'll get into that, that later. Story. It's not what you think. No, no Chris Hansen's not coming out. No, no it's no, fine. No, you're fine. Okay, so the first one was Baskin. Which, see Baskin, which is currently streaming on Netflix. So it, it is a Netflix nasty. I have yet to see it. Oh, good lord! Should I see it? You do need to see it. Okay. Because it's one of those. I think is it's it kind dirty. It's not so much dirty, but it's kind of one of those I would consider a dare film now. Ooh, ooh. It's gory. Is it it goes up? to extreme places. Okay. Kind of like Event Horizon in a cop station. Oh. Oh. So oh there we go. I, so, I love our people Horizon out there. Fan. Are you kidding? That's we, you, don't, you don't need eyes to listen to the podcast. To experience. Uh, <laughs> okay. The next one is The Pack about those crazy dogs. Anybody see The Pack about the crazy dogs? You like dags? 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 Dags. Head dags. Like dags? Head dags with some... Relish and sour crap. So no, I didn't see the the pack because I am an animal lover, and usually, and we talked about this off my. I love it. I animal. love animal. I love animals gone amok movies like Day of the Animal and what was that one we were watching about the crazy <laughs> Some, the Shadows of Kilimanjaro <laughs> about the crazy baboons that go around fucking shit up. I love animals gone crazy movies. I especially not necessarily giant <laughs> ones, but just animal movies. Well, you don't like animals gone amok movies. Monkeys, monkeys. Well, there's then you'll like it. Shadows of Kilimanjaro. It's about baboons. Red ass baboons, man, yeah, going crazy. Going, going ape. <laughs> Bearded vultures. Bearded yes. vultures. Ah, dude, that yes, connections, mm-hmm. C- camaraderie. I love. Yes. I love film festivals. Uh, let's see here. Okay, now this one was definitely divisive. This one either you loved it or you hated it. And we're not necessarily big on remakes on the podcast, but we did talk about a remake marathon, which we we could easily... There are a lot of decent, good remakes. For me, personally, this is Genius McGee talking. I don't think this one was a good... I don't think it needed to be remade. I don't think so either. We're talking about the Cabin Fever reboot. (sighs) I, I appreciate what they were going for. I love kind of like the fact they were doing like that Van Sant, Psycho, almost shot. And I did like the fact that they brought back pancakes. Because like the best part about the the, the first Cabin Fever was the pancakes. And, start like and the only reason that it works is because it is so batshit insane and comes mm-hmm. out of left field and is totally different from the remainder of the film. Yeah. Now also, with the only thing I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see are uh, in the, uh, <laughs> this is horrible to admit, um, in the Cabin Fever remake, but oh, in the, the original... <laughs> Yeah, the original Cabin Fever, one of the things that messed me up watching it for the first time is when Serena Vincent throws that guy, reverse cowgirl, prods him with a finger up the butt. Does anyone remember that? Am I making that up? Dude, I don't think he prodded her. No, she prodded him. She prodded him? Yeah. I'm thinking about the part where he's like, you know... Playing oh yeah, there was that part too. In, during, in there's the, a the, lot of weird in, insertion, yeah, yeah in that film. In, going ins and outs in yeah. that movie. Intimate insertion, yeah. not good for yeah. oh, good for a body poor film, for body I guess. Horror, but like not good for like a Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. I thought right it after I, it was decent. It worked for me, but didn't necessarily need to be made. You know, it's a movie you don't want to bring your church group to. Basically, <laughs> saying. Unless it's the... That's fair. That is true. Right? That's fair. You know? I mean, if they want horror, take your church group to see a Kirk Cameron movie, because those are pretty horrible. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> next up, The Abandoned, which I did not see. I missed that one. Okay. Now, also, the next three films that are coming up, one of the rad things about the Panic Film Festival, and especially because we're coming into the month of February, which is Women in Horror Month, is they really will highlight a lot of films directed by women. Mm-hmm. And the next three films we have, exclusively directed by females. Yes. The first one, Mania, directed by <laughs> Jessica Cameron, and uh, starring the beautiful and wonderful Tristan Riss. One of my favorite actors in the genre filmmaking today, She's man. She's so cool. She's dude. rad. She's so cool. Mania is a fucked up lesbian story. Yeah. That's all you that, need that, to know. No, that's the tagline of the movie, a fucked up lesbian story. That's that's all you need to know. Shit sold. Um, moving on. Uh, Southbound. Southbound. I have yet to see that. Good horror. and We love horror anthologies on the podcast. I love anthologies This so one much. has a segment uh, directed by Roxanne Benjamin. 
who is now also one of the directors of the uh, uh, XX, XX and the horror anthology that's coming out. I want to see XX. That and looks really good. It looks great. Southbound is worth your time. Southbound. The 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 uh, the, the uh, wraparound Rapper story Rapper? is kind of cool the way cool. it works. So I won't spoil I mean, it. I, you know, it's a lot I, of fun. I told you the wraparound story is what makes or breaks anthology. It's the connective tissue. That's what it is. Okay, moving on. Oh, uh, Jesus Christ. This movie I have not yet seen, much to your dismay, because you've been hounding me. It's not hounding, but like no. you got to see it, you got to see it, you got to see it, and I have yet to see it. Uh, we're talking about The Invitation. Karen Kusama's The Invitation, which, if you've listened to the Nerds of Nostalgia eh? podcast. Rebecca says, eh. Oh, no, and this is the, the first time I saw it was a few years ago at the, uh, see, and it so, was okay. Eh? See, for me, the first time I saw it, I liked it. Um, I saw it at uh, the Dismember the Alamo uh, marathon at the Alamo Draft House. And so I purposely missed it this time at Panic Film Fest. But what I did was after the screening, I wanted to talk to people and see the reactions because uh, I really enjoyed the film. However, it was the second time I watched it at home dealing with just a lot of shit that it hit me to the point that it is one of my f it was one of my favorites of 2016. Just in terms of a movie that shows you if you don't deal with trauma, you are gonna be fucked, pardon my French. And I was dealing with trauma at the time and I realized I didn't wanna be Evie. I didn't wanna have that moment at the end. I'm not gonna spoil it, but oh my God, I was bawling, snot bubbles, just horrible, horrible. Hmm. But it, it affected me in such a way that to me, and that's Ka Karin Kusama is also doing a segment in the uh, uh, XX anthology film, so. And see, that's the good thing about, I mean, that's one fantastic thing about movies. I mean, you might have people saying, yeah, mm -hmm. it was all right. But you said it not only affected you, but it shook you to your core. It did, and it was—it wasn't—it didn't affect me this way the first time I watched it. So that's the beauty of seeing these films, watching films over and over again, is you get that chance to re-see it through different perspective. Maybe you've experienced something that makes that movie, like it did with me, just more meaningful and hit home. So yeah, oh my God, I'm—you uh, fuck it, see the invitation. Oh my God, don't be an Evie. Okay, I don't get the reference. Which I think half our listeners are like, I don't get the reference, but Fucking okay. <laughs> no, I'm talking about for even for me. <laughs> All right, moving on. Synchronicity, which I did not see. Not the police album. I'm assuming. Bravo, sir. No, Bravo. no, I'm, I'm being no, serious. Not, I'm assuming not, not the police album. Not okay. the police album. A movie called Synchronicity. Uh, the Girl in the Photographs. Didn't see that one either. Little Wes Craven produced the last film he actually produced. Really? Wes Craven, yes. Good. Decent. 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 Okay. Um, I think it worked well with the festival just in terms of bringing in different films, uh, but d different, different. More of a slow burn. Um, now, this one, Sleepless Nights, um, this one was a local film directed by Todd Sheets. It was an anthology, and two of the segments had um, a familiar face in Or at least a familiar voice. Right, a familiar voice. Uh, I was in two of the segments in that movie, so. Now, let me ask you this. Did you have to go the casting couch route? Yeah. Did you? They're like, if you want to be a star, let's see what you got. And I'm like, do I have to? And they're like, take it off. And I'm like, <laughs> can I at least have some music? And they put on yakety sax, and it was like even worse. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> meanwhile, and I'm like, trying to like, <laughs> my milkshake brings all the tears to your heart. <laughs> Nothing entices erotic tears quite right? like yakety sex, man. And then they threw water on me and they said dance. And then I had to dance to like, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? But as being a consummate professional, I put in my all. I had dance moves, twerk, the whole thing. Shit, Nicki Minaj, eat your heart out. <laughs> I was breaking it down. And you are quite good in the film. I, I, I was shaking my butt. I was like, icky azalea. Ew. Yeah, that, yeah, that, no. No, no, yeah. The kids will get that reference. You're gonna have All to be right. on, yeah, putting you on probation for that one. Okay, I'll be good. But yeah, oh so no, you made Jackson cry. Are you kidding? You made a kid cry I'm with that sorry, one. Sorry, little. Good lord, genius. He's like, I'm only, well, you, I got a mental image of you shaking your ass, and I don't like it. Wah! You know, so. For all of you babies out there, who and just I know the, I that, know the family. Sorry. They are fantastic, and I will make sure that you get the therapy bills for young the young man. Uh, fair enough. Um, the next one was Everlasting, who we talked to the director. We talked to the director on the mm -hmm. podcast. Yeah, it was cool. And so if you want to hear that, check out our back catalog of uh, that. And yeah, so nice work. Plug, plug, plug. All right, next, Rabbit Dogs. Another uh, was that one? Uh, that one wasn't an evil dog movie. That was a. That is one I did miss. I think I missed that one too. I don't think it's an evil dog movie. I think it was. Um, there like is a, a corrosion of conformity song called Rabbit Dogs. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was maybe in reference to that. No, okay, no, never mind. I don't think so. No, I'm just throwing no, that out. No. And the next one, last one, Road Games. <laughs> Guess not. Okay. okay. 
<laughs> All right, moving on. To, okay, no. Okay, so let's talk a little bit before we go moving on about some of the movies coming up this year. And let's let, let's do this briefly because I want to make sure we get through everything. Yes. And so we got Tonight She Comes, which looks so rad. Um, Don't Knock Twice with uh, Katie Sackhoff. Uh, yeah, Starbuck. Yes. Patrick Gray's Arbor Demon. Which is just started at 745. But so I heard that they're also going to show it Friday here at... Okay, so we'll get to see again, it. So we get to see it again. Perfect. And yeah. so if you are, thank you guys for attending. Yeah. But make sure to check that out because his stuff is Gotta rad. I love the local. Uh, Axe Murders of Valeskia, Hellraiser 4K Edition, Get the Girl, uh, Sex Doll. Sex Doll. Sex Doll. You're my sex doll. And baby, you can turn me on. No, um, sorry. I got a little Tom Jones there. And Sex Doll, I think, is another... Dirty French. Movie. Yeah, but please don't hesitate to throw panties or underwear up front at Genius. Yes, go ahead. He go. will appreciate that. Even if it's men's, it's cool. Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a collector. Um, <laughs> the, the Barn, which is an 80s throwback film. Produced by uh, Linnea Quigley? I believe she uh, has a hand in, she's one, I think, either a producer or an EP on it. Nice. Does she ever fantasize about all the different ways there is to die? No. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> then uh, Train to Busan, which mm. I, that's the that's, Which, and we've that's got my, two films this year that are kind that of. Are, like weird takes on the zombie genre. Fresh takes cool. to yeah. just a yeah. stale genre right now. Uh, let me make you a martyr, that Marilyn Manson movie, The Basement, or The Rungeon. Um, <laughs> once again, listen to our Take old episodes. Take a drink. Yep. Um, the Void, the Astron 6 movie we were talking about. The Girl with All the Gifts, which is the other zombie movie that's like... A cool and that's thing. got Glenn Close in it, y'all. Mm-hmm. American Fable, which is like basically American Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. Um, also directed uh, by Anna Hamilton. Yes. And Doom. The David Lynch. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. So good stuff. That's what's coming up there. So if you are here, make sure that you do like me and schedule your what you're going to see, so you don't like run into each other. And uh, also make sure you're checking out the short film showcase. That yes. is one of the things we want to highlight. Yes. The short um, film showcase at one o'clock on Saturday. On Sundays. Sunday. Sunday. And also. No wait. No. Saturday. Okay. No. That is Saturday. No. Saturday. Shit. Someone with a schedule. Check panicfest.com for all your scheduling needs. As we take do our homework, you really gym. don't yeah. want to miss that though. Yeah, you don't want to like take our report about when's playing when. So <laughs> because our own goth gangster princesses short film, the stylist. stylist, really. And if you have not seen the stylist, Woo. I'm not speaking because I'm not just saying this because she's we're cool, and I'm not saying this because she's from Kansas City. But the fact of the matter, it's an amazing short film. It's it makes you really feel i mean it's it's a it's weird what it's, the fuck it's claire beautiful. it's fantastic yeah. and then you also get to vote on your favorites so some of the uh, last the previous year's winners 2013 was eagle walk 2014 was oh shit my handwriting is like a doctor coulter parts that counter counterpart counterparts. No, thank you. Patrick Gray's counterpart. That's Patrick. Jesus Ca Christ, I'm Ca so sorry, Patrick. Patrick I'm so sorry. And that one's dope too. That one's super cool. And then in 2015, friend of the podcast, Luchagor Productions, uh -huh. El Gigante. El Gigante one. And then last year, uh, 2016, Night of the Slasher. Yes. That one was a lot of fun too. Yes. So make sure you check those out. They're so worth your time, uh -huh. you guys. Most definitely. Okay. okay. So, um, shall we go on to the stories, or should we talk about? Let's go into the stories really quickly because okay. I mentioned before, Wolf Cop is kind of infamous with our podcast. Uh, with the stories in general. And so why don't you take this a little, uh, just because this is truly your story. Right. So I was really psyched up for Wolf Cop, and Wolf Cop was playing. I had a big alcoholic drink in one hand. I had a big bag of popcorn in the other. And I go up, and I was like, I walk in the theater, and I scream, Wolf Cop! I take a step, fall flat on my face, going up the stairs, popcorn everywhere. N but not a drop of drink was spilled and the theater was filled and you could hear just this mounting <laughs> eruption of just laughter laughing like and that fat fucker fell down ah! right so like so everybody's laughing at me funny side note so uh at comic-con the next year I'm at one of the booths, and there's this girl there, and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing, lady, right? And I was like, what's going on? She's dressed up like Princess Buttercup, and I'm kind of a Don Juan because people Don Juan nothing to do with me. So I uh, 
walk up Jesus there. Jesus Christ. I walk up there and I'm like, hey, so what do you do? And she goes, hey, I know you. And I go, yeah, you maybe, maybe you've seen. No. Wolf cop! And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. So it, it just kind of, that's just kind of like. And the, be, the best part was I wasn't there that night, but I get this text saying some. No, no, I was there that time because it happened again. It happened again. It's happened three times since it's happened where people are like, hey, I know you. Wolf cop! And I'm like, oh, man. Thanks. So I will never live that down. We were recording our uh, live episode last year here, and it was Women in Horror Month, so we wanted to make sure uh, Hannah Smith, who is a local Kansas City filmmaker here, was making her short film debut. Yeah, she's only 16 years old. She's only si- Yeah, it doesn't she's work at 16. She's only 16. 16. Yeah. <laughs> so we made sure we were not necessarily working with kid gloves, but, but we, we were wanting wanna, like, you know, all above board, right? Right, right, right. And so before we got started, as a joke, I went ahead, because we usually screen films here on the vendor loft but I went ahead and I threw on Wolf Cop to play on the background while we were actually doing the podcast cause ha ha cause ha ha Wolf Cop fatty fell so <laughs> and so we're doing our thing we're talking and so we're like so we're about a half hour 45 minutes we're gonna bring Hannah up we're like Hannah come on up and she's sitting there and she's adorable and she's like I had a lot of fun making this movie and blah 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 and we're like yeah yeah that's cool cause we're trying to be respectful cause she's 16 and you know she's an up and coming filmmaker and she, she it was really good and so that was fantastic it was a really good movie that she made so we're sitting there talking and it wasn't until later that we took that somebody took pictures of it of us talking to her there's a scene in wolf cop where he starts to transform and it's a really graphic scene and now it's not on par with like you know uh rick baker american werewolf in london but it's a great transformation scene but there's a part where they show his transformation from a human member (laughs) to a wolf cock (laughs) right and it's very graphic and very funny and very 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 wolf cock and so Little did we know that while the whole time we're talking to this young, impressionable 16-year-old, that scene is playing in the background. Just blaring. Just on a big screen. And we take pictures, and we're promoting these pictures like, here's us with 16-year-old Hannah Smith. Little did we know there's a giant wolf cock right behind us. And she's over there like... With a big, giant red red rocket. So... (laughs) Yum. It, it was horrid because I, I was just at, at, at some point I was waiting for like the Chris Hansen to come out and just well, like, you know, you guys have a seat. So do you guys so. go by a Wolfcock 69 online? What is this? You right. know, it was horrible. It was so horrible. The because Wolfcock message boards <laughs> like that's the great thing I like about werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> I get hairier and they all stay the same. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> So it was just a horrid experience, but definitely enhanced, made it a lot of fun. But it was one of those things that made me appreciate the fact that we were out engaged doing things like this. Because mm-hmm. if you've ever listened to Nerds of Nostalgia, I admit I'm more of an introvert. I don't like to necessarily get out if I don't have to. So even me coming out to these things is a big step for me. So I was kind of discouraged a little going, oh my God, we are corrupting. We're like the Socrates of podcasts. And I'm like, like, we'll be fine, we'll be fine, we're good, we're good, we're good. Next thing you know. Wolf Did you guys know there's like a big? Yeah, it was it was quite awful. We didn't awful. know about it until like, like two days later, and so I was like, "Oops, sorry, sorry, Hannah." So it was it was quite good, but it's again one of those experiences you don't get if you're at home by yourself. You only get that if you are here at a film festival, at a convention. You don't get fatty fell down either, so that's so that's <laughs> no. Good. So make sure you know the next time you see genius in polite company in public, you better say wolf cop because you know we need to make sure that continues. Yeah, I was gonna. I'm not. I'm never gonna see it down. Okay, so you want to do the... Let's go into it, yeah. Okay, so I I did a little bit of homework, which is really rare for me for this podcast, but since this is Panic Fest 2017, we figured we'd talk a little bit briefly about some of our favorite movies, that horror movies, that came out in 1977, 1987, 1997, and 2007. And specifically because we are getting the Hellraiser 4K restoration screening tonight, and we went and looked back, we're like, my God, there's so many good films from 87. So what we're going to do, at least I am, I brought in my one of my favorites from 77 and so forth. So it's not my all-time, but it's like films, I think, if you haven't seen them, you need to check them out. Or like a couple of mine are kind of no the duh right. But so I'm gonna name off of a really quick list of some of the ones that you come out just to give you an idea of what came out, and then I have a couple of favorites. So in '77, the best ones that came out: Day of the Animals, <laughs> Exorcist 2, The Hills Have Eyes, Hasu, Rabid, The Sentinel. 
Isn't that a ghost diddler one? The, no, no, this, no, that's the entity. The oh, okay. Sentinel is a gate of hell one. Um, shockwaves about Nazi zombies. Nazi zombies. Suspiria. Suspiria, yes. And tentacles. I had to make sure that I said that correctly. Tentacles. <laughs> you didn't want to get all uh, better off dead and he put right. his testicles all over me? Right. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So what was, what was your favorite then of 77? Suspiria. So was mine. Yeah. And we were lucky enough to host a 35mm screening. Which oh yeah, if you don't know, for those of you who are here new or just listening the first time, we host a lot of movies. And we have here at Screenland. Here at Screenland, Alamo, KC, and we have our monthly mystery movie night at Tap Cape. So and let me tell you, seeing Suspiria on 35mm with the audio cranked, that is the way you need to see that film. Yeah, it was so great. let's go to 87 because 87. No, I don't want to go to 87 right it's now. Because it's, it's a wealth it's of. It's long. So let's go to 97 and we'll come back to 87. Is that okay? <laughs> Hit me. Okay. In 1997, uh, I was in high school. Really? Yeah. I I was I was oh I was skating in 1997. I was fruit booting all was, over the world. I was still in high school in 97. Look it online actually. I will I never do this, but if you want to see something funny, type in Greg Dedrick in your YouTube engine. There's two videos that'll come up. One of them is a 4-minute video of skating, but 3 minutes of it are me humping my friends. It's the most homoerotic thing ever. You're lucky I haven't humped you. And the other one is also, but it's, it's, it's I've fun. I've been like, waiting, dude. I've been waiting. Let's give them a visual show. But like this, keep in mind, this you was 90, this was 1997. I have blonde hair, big baggy Genko pants. It's horrible. You almost were unrecognizable. <laughs> Laugh away. You really almost were unrecognizable. Okay. In 1997, Alien 4. <laughs> um, American Werewolf from Paris. Ooh. Anaconda. I like that movie. <laughs> Event Horizon. Ah, that's a keeper. Mimic. That's a keeper. The Night Flyer. That, uh, which is really good, dude. Now, that was made for TV. Was that Mick, was that Mick Garris? Uh, Miguel Ferrer. Yeah, Mick Garris. Okay. Okay. Well, shit, with the um, hair and then God rest his soul, Miguel Ferrer. I know what you did last summer. Okay, okay. That's well. That's where you started getting into some of that pre post scream. Well, no, no. Horror movies made for teens that were teens in 97. Uh, yeah, but I was a teen in 97, and I still laughed Early at teens. that. I still laughed at that movie. I didn't think it was... Anyway. Uh, Relic, which is really underrated monster movie. A monster movie, yeah. Tom and Sizemore. then Wishmaster. Wishmaster is fun. You see... No. Speak, you see uh, they're putting out a huge Blu-ray uh, box bo- set of Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Do you, do you know who directed the last two Wishmaster films? Who? Mind Freak, Chris Angel. What? Oh, yes. What? I Chris know. Angel directed the last... Did he do the magic tricks, too? I think He's so. like... I am the Wishmaster. <laughs> now, let me tell you one that's not on that list from 1997, because someone would probably argue with me. I don't think it's necessarily a traditional horror film, but and let's, okay, let's also say I'm 40 years old. At this point in my life, I don't have guilty pleasures. I just have movies I like. Dude, I'm almost 40, and all my pleasures are guilty, guilty? pleasures. No, that's because you're charged guilty with all your pleasures, man. That's oh, why you're okay, too going sure. door to door there. But 1997, this is a film <laughs> I saw. <Diddler>. Okay, <laughs> I saw this in the theater by myself. Uh, the Devil's Advocate. Not so much a horror film. But, but it's got supernatural and the it's devil. It's got the devil. So it's the devil. And yeah, it's, it's got horror. You've got like Al Pacino at his hoo hawing finest. Yeah. Just, you know, I, I would almost, almost want Pacino to play the devil back in the day, back in like Godfather era Pacino. But honestly, you can get the Morning Star. No, picture this, picture this. Pacino playing the devil against George Burns' God. Oh, God, you do. <laughs> I Wouldn't like that. would that be amazing? I like that, actually. That's yeah. some fan fiction that probably exists out Hopefully there. Hopefully not slash fiction. But no, you know. no, no. That exists as well, I'm sure. But Say yeah, good night, Gracie. 1997, The Devil's Advocate. Check it out if you haven't seen it in a while. Is it's, that your favorite in 97? I'm not going to lie. I went through my list. It's one of my favorites. Okay. I think my two favorites out of those, because I really can't decide, Event Horizon and Mimic. You can't go wrong. I just, I just love Mimic. I thought it was so. I think it was one of the first like big '90s movies to kill off kids like right at the get. And that's why. And it was and Del Toro, it was Del Toro rules. Yeah. rules. And Event Horizon. Event Horizon. All you need to say. Okay, so, so let's flash flash forward to 2007. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2007. There was a lot of good ones, a lot of bullshit, a lot of good ones. Um, 28 weeks later, which I think is a we did, we, we screamed that one at our marathon. Uh, 30 days of night. 1408. Ah, uh, okay. Alien vs. Predator 2, which uh, is bullshit. Requiem, yeah. Um, Dead Silence. The Hills Have Eyes remake. Uh, not bad. Wasn't not bad. bad. I like Alexander Aja. Yeah. Two. Part 2 was a little too rapey for me. Well, yeah. 
Um, that just silenced the crowd. Good lord, yeah, genius. Well, I'm, I'm saying I didn't like it because it was. Okay, anyway. Um, the Mist. Ooh, okay. The Orphanage. Oh, uh, another good one. P2. Paranormal Activity. P2, okay. the parking lot one. Oh, okay, the par- okay, there we go. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Poughkeepsie Tapes. <laughs> uh, Wreck, the Spaniard Zombie movie. Saw 4. Kind of Horror, Sweeney Todd. Trick or Treat, and Wrong Turn 2. So I'm going to already go out of my way and say Trick or Treat was your favorite. Yeah. And my three favorites out of all of those because I, I, is Trick or Treat, The Mist, which is a goddamn masterpiece, especially in black and white. Um, and 28 Weeks Later. Nice. No, I would. The one I picked was uh, Wrong Turn 2, just because I am a Joe Lynch fan. And if you yeah. haven't checked it out because it's a sequel to Wrong Turn, or you're like, oh my God, but the Wrong Turn franchise. Hillbilly movies. It's, you want to talk, it's got like sibling, what do we say? Subtle sibling, subtle, like subtle, subtle sibling, sibling sex. Yeah. Well, it's not no, subtle. subtle. It's subtle sibling diddling. <laughs> subtle, subtle sibling diddling. Yeah, I believe that was the term yeah. we created. It's a lot of fun, though, and it's super gory. It's also kind of a throwback because it is all about practical effects, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. So definitely my favorite from 2007. So, okay, cool. I can, I can dig that. I can dig that. All right, 87. This list was insane, and I could not pick two or three. I had to pick five. Okay, while well, you list this, because I'm going to go to the bathroom, because yeah. I know it's going to take that long. Listen to what came out in 87. <laughs> Angel Heart, Bad Taste, Believers, Blood Diner, Blue Monkey, Creep Show 2, Dolls, Evil Dead 2, The Gate, Ghoulies 2, Hello Mary Lou Prom Night 2, a lot of twos, uh, Hellraiser, came out in 87, House 2, The Lost Boys, Monster Squad, Near Dark, Necromantic, Nightmare on Elm Street 3, The Dream Warriors, Predator, Prince of Darkness, The Stepfather, and Street Trash. All of those fantastic classic movies came out in 1987. That is a fantastic list. Uh, So, what I miss? Angel Heart? No, 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 stop, stop, stop. No, okay. (laughs) You missed a lot, dude. So out of all of those, I had so hard knocking down. This was all like of a those. Sophie's choice for it you. It was. So and I didn't want to I don't like labeling, not limiting myself. I'm kind of a uh, You like to experience life, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so my favorites out of those, in no particular order, Prince of Darkness, Predator, Nightmare on Elm Street Three, Near Dark. <laughs> Monster Squad, The Gate, Evil Dead 2, and Creepshow 2. I have to say, out of all those movies, I think you know which one is my absolute favorite. Oh, I know which one is your favorite. Okay, and I think I know which one is your favorite. Okay, so let's do this. Now, this is almost like a how well do you know your spouse challenge here. So I'm kind of here. It's like the the, the newlywed game. Does genius keep his socks on during Whoopi? We're going to find out. Where's the strangest place you've ever made Whoopi? In the butt. (laughs) Okay, so uh, actual thing from there. Okay, I'm going to say for you, your favorite from 87, Near Dark. Oh, no. I'm afraid you're not getting any nookie tonight, my friend. No? Now, obviously, Near Dark for me was the litmus test movie, but think about... Wait, 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 wait. Prince of Darkness. No? Monster Squad. No. What is it, dude? Come on. You know, I'm, I, granted, I'm not wearing my denim jacket tonight, but normally when I'm out at a convention or a film fest, I am rocking my denim jacket with the metal patches. Yeah. We've talked about gateway horror for kids, yeah. but to me, this is just a perfect, but the gate, man, that is my 87 See, pick. See, I, I would have sworn it was near dark. Maybe if I had done like a top five, but for me, man, the, the gate. gate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the Killer Dwarves. Killer Dwarves, Killer man. Dwarves. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I knew it was going to be one of those. I knew it was going to be one of those. So uh, I'm a lot easier. So you're getting all kinds of nookies. I'm you're getting all sorts you're of nookies. Getting a lot of genius action this Thanks weekend. for the ride, genius. Yes, uh, indeed. Creep Show, Show too. too. Yeah, my that's absolute favorite movie of t- 1987. I 
quote that movie. In fact, if you ever been to uh, his house, he's got this giant like satyr. Satyr. It's this wooden satyr that looks like him, and I call it Old Chief Wooden Greg. Just like old Chief Woodenhead. So I come back and I'm like, got the hate Chief Wooden Greg every fucking time I go there. And so I am know. hoping, you know, hope among hope that if I'm ever accosted by street toughs, no, uh, supernatural street, he will he will take care of me. Yeah. So thank you for doing mm-hmm. that. So unfortunately, you're not getting any nookie tonight, but I am. So that being said, love, thank dude. you guys for coming out tonight. We do appreciate it. Um, obviously, tomorrow night, the last podcast on the left, two shows. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic, funny. We've got a number of uh, screenings to attend the rest of the remainder. Hey, Attack of the Killer podcast in the back, prescribed films. We love you guys. Thank you for being part of the Phantom Podcast Network. Uh, and check us out all on the Phantom, Phantom, Phantom Podcast Network. All kinds of good stuff. Come down to Panic Fest. Check out Nerds and Nostalgia. Check out Kansas City Horror Club. Check out uh, Nightmare Junkhead. Check out uh, our friends Near Mint and Rebecca's Comics, Atomic Cotton, The Goth Gangster Princess. Check it all out. There's so much good shit here at Panic Fest. If you're not in Kansas City this weekend, then you fucking missed out because this is going to be so much fun. Uh, Maybe we'll have another wolf cop incident. Who, who knows? knows? It'll replace it. You I, know. Haven't, I haven't done any drinking today, but the night's still pretty young. So, <laughs> Well, gang, until next time, you guys, thank you for coming out. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams.